Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1788. Today we're having fun with cars in Virginia. Hold on. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in beautiful Alexandria, Virginia, with a very special guest by the name of Stuart Bartley. Hey, Stuart, welcome to Cars Yeah! Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready. The shoulder straps are tight, the Hans' device is on. I'm ready. Cool. Well, hopefully we won't need any of those. We'll keep it on the track today. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your world, what's one little thing, Stuart, that most people don't know about you? Well, um, most people don't know because I don't admit it that uh, one of my favorite things to do is watch uh, reruns of the old Monkeys TV show from the <laughs> 1960s. Hey, hey, we're and, the Monkeys. Uh, it, 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 that's it. That's it. Because, uh, you know, if I could do over here on my life, you would be interviewing me because of my long and successful career as a rock and roll guitarist. Hey. But, uh, Sadly, that did not materialize due to a shortage of talent on my part. <laughs> That's You know, my sister and I used to love that show, and I go back and watch it now, and I go, man, what a silly show. I mean, it's just so goofy, <laughs> and you think about television now and how serious most of it's gotten and just how fun that is. Right. kind of like the Brady Bunch and all those yeah, shows. Yeah, they were just exactly. lighthearted, and they had messages. I mean, the mon- I don't know. I'm sure what the monkey's message was. We just kind of— <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what those messages yeah, were. Just, uh, yeah, goof off and play play guitars but uh yeah uh, they we love that band and i remember as i got a little older someone said well you know they weren't really a real band uh and they kind of told me how they got together and i'm like what don't tell me that they sounded yeah, pretty real to me. That. You that. <laughs> no, 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 but yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty fun. I, I well, actually saw Mickey and Davey live once, so really? they actually performed. So yeah, there you go. Cool. Yeah, so what did and, that guy know? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Well, cool. Well, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. We'll have a little mo- mo- fooling around today, a little monkeying around, as they say. All right. I remember building the monkey mobile model when I was a kid. Oh, I think wow. George Barris may have designed that. Uh, he did all. I those, think he did. Yeah, yes. those mm-hmm. great. So, all right. Well, you're the first one to admit to that. So very nice start there, Stuart. That's that's pretty cool. Let me give you a proper introduction. Stuart Bartley is treasurer and board member of the Old Town Festival of Speed and Style in Alexandria, Virginia. Today, he's combining his professional real estate experience and success with his automotive passion to develop the Dominion Lux Garage Condominiums at Dominion Raceway and Entertainment near Fredericksburg. A successful career in real estate development has enabled Stuart to fuel his passion with even faster cars. He races Formula Fords with the Vintage Racers Group and is an active member of the Ferrari Club of America. Stewart's fascination with cars goes all the way back to his youth when he was listening to the Monkees and he still owns his second car, a 1959 MGA that he purchased in high school. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Stewart some more about his life around cars and monkeys and all of that and guitars, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a listen. They're the ones that bring the show to you every day and we'll be right back. Are you heading out on the highway for a road trip this summer? I can't wait to hit the road. Covercraft makes quality protection for the inside of your vehicles while you're traveling. Their plush, custom-fit mats or Berber mats 
turn any ride into something special and are easy to remove and clean after days on the road. Covercraft floor mats are the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Just about anything you can throw at them. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area too. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but they keep your rear cargo areas and seats protected from the sun and those accidental spills. Custom fit truck liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain and damage the floors. All your options are quality made, easy to clean, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a wide variety of styles, colors, and options for a custom fit. And I've got a special offer for you. If you use the code YAH21, that's Y-E-A-H-2-1, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my last policy for my collector car, my carrier's rates went up. They went way up. But my usage was the same and I never had made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? American Collectors Insurance, that's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? I was too. So I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, am I glad I did. I'm saving hundreds of dollars. I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provide me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. What could be better than that? Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Stuart, as we continue on this uh, fun life that you're having here, we'll put the guitars down and we'll uh, put the racing suits on. I'd love for you to share a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life. It's a nice way to get the tires smoking a little bit here on Cars, yeah. I know you love to drive, buddy, so grab the wheel. Okay, okay. Well, um, one thing, I, I, I don't remember where I first heard this, but when, someone told me that uh, business is a contact sport. <laughs> yes, and indeed. And you need to get out there and meet people, build relationships, and obviously build your own reputation um, because at the end of the day, that's all you've got. And I really tried to tried to work on that. I try to keep in touch with people yeah, I met in business school, uh you know other other successful business people and and uh, and really try to nurture that yeah, it's so important. And it's a funny thing that this ties into our passion for cars, because as you know, Stuart, cars are really about all the people around the cars. The cars just kind of bring us together oh, and then we exactly. have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you're doing with Dominion Lux Garage Condominium. So let's talk a little bit. Maybe first you can go back a little bit about your career as in real estate and what brought you forward into this. Maybe talk a little bit about your racing and then tell us about this project that you're putting together because it's it sounds very, very cool. Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, my uh, my career has been mostly in the multifamily housing business. So I've, I've been interested in real estate 
since, you know, as long as I can remember, since I was in college. Uh, I think my college girlfriend's dad was in real estate, and it, it always seemed like he didn't do much of anything but, uh, <laughs> but uh, collect the rent. And I thought, well, I, that's what I look like I could do that. that sounds so, like a plan, yeah. Uh, yeah, it uh, turned out it was a little bit more involved than that. But um, that's where I, you know, years ago I found, I, I, I got into the multifamily housing business and really enjoyed that, enjoyed, enjoyed the product type. It's a little less risky than some of the other types of real estate development. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, have been here in the Washington, D.C. area since, well, since um, the late 80s and then got pretty heavily involved in the multifamily side up here in the 2000s, which, you know, with 2020 hindsight was a great time because uh, a lot of young people were really becoming interested in moving back into the close in urban areas near metros and sure. things like that. So, um, so it was, uh, you know, it's always better to be a little lucky than good. But uh, <laughs> so we, we did, we built a lot of, I worked for a, a big uh, company here called the JBG companies, which is now JBG Smith. We developed a lot of uh, multifamily housing in downtown DC, uh, which really surprisingly did not have a lot of, uh, of good um, housing in the in the downtown areas, mostly commercial office buildings. Um, so um, there was a big push to add add by the mayor at the time to add residents to DC's tax rolls, and so so um, we uh, we had a lot of success uh, building both rentals and uh, condominiums. And then about in the late uh, late 2000s, I had a good good chance. We sold a, a lot of things, and I had a chance to. Uh, to uh, really go out on my own, so um, so that's what I've been doing since then, and um, I did, I've done a few uh, multifamily projects. Um, but then I I also um, when Dominion Raceway and Entertainment, uh, just as you mentioned, about halfway between Washington D.C. and Richmond, it's a track that opened up about five years ago. It's a relatively new track, and it has a drivers club. Nice. And so I joined the Drivers Club, and one of the attractions of the Drivers Club uh, was going to be a um, you know future garage condominiums that were uh, that were sort of in the it was just an idea at the time. And I I mentioned to the uh, ownership of the track when I met them, I said, you know, my day job is real estate development, and uh, when you're ready, if you need some help with that, let me know. And um, and that's how we got started with uh, the Dominion Lux Garage condominiums. It you know took a couple of years before they were ready, and uh, but we partnered with them on an adjacent parcel of land to build uh, garage condos. And I always feel compelled to clarify that these are not condos for you, uh, human being, to live in. These are really garages, nice garages. Um, or your extra cars to live in, um, and, <laughs> and, and for you like me, I mean, <laughs> and for you to hang out in, and yeah. and again, that that is uh, one of the things. In addition to just selling uh, garage garages, uh, we're hoping to build a community of, of like-minded car enthusiasts. You know, you don't have to be a truck rat, certainly not to need the space, um, uh, but uh, there are some beautiful Virginia byways just outside the gate. So uh, if, if you just have a collector car and you're not interested in, in uh, thrashing it about on a racetrack, you can uh, you know some 
much better country roads to exercise an old MG on uh, <laughs> uh, down there than uh, inside the Beltway of Washington, D.C. Yeah, you know, this is really great because you've found a way to combine your vocation with your avocation, combine these things and create something that is fun, tied to your love for cars. And now this seems to be yeah. a phenomenon occurring across the country. I've had probably now a dozen different people on Cars Yeah that are doing similar types of things. Some are tied to racetracks, some are not. Uh, some are even right. uh, livable spaces. But it is this, do you think right now with what's happening with the baby boomers, which is a huge population of people aging to a point where they're either retiring, selling businesses, settling back, throttling back, whatever you want to call it. But not too many people have garages. If you have a collection of cars, it's over three, maybe, or even two, along with your daily drivers. There's nowhere to put them. And I've got friends like this, and they're like, I've got all these cars, and they're scattered all over the place, and I never get to go see them, and it's frustrating, and what do I do? And you fulfill the need there for people to have one place to go. Plus, you bring this community together for events and driving and get-togethers or Saturday morning cars and coffees or hey Joe's working on his car or Stewart still has that MG let's go over and check it out and take it for a ride so it's right, really cool right yeah. yeah that's exactly the idea and uh, and we are counting on uh, taking hold um, so we're, uh, we're we're just about to deliver the first building so the you know the jury's still out on how many people will come down and, and buy a garage but we're hoping uh, hoping that they will you, you you did mention that this has been done successfully throughout the country but it is pretty unique in the in the um, in our Washington metro area wow, so okay. uh, so you know as you can imagine explaining it to a banker was you know yeah, challenging because, you like, because you can't what? you can't port port <laughs> to one down the street and say well here you know I know I know it'll work because they did one exactly yeah so um, but but we have uh, we have developed a good good uh, banking partner relationship and and uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're we were our, our marketing plan, of course, was to go to large gatherings of car enthusiasts over the past year, and we all know what happened to that. Yeah, so, so much for that, right? So we're yeah. having having we're having to do a little bit more of this type of virtual marketing, right. but we are having a grand opening cars and coffee coming up March twentieth. So if you're in the area, please uh, please come by, and we have coffee donuts, and we'll have a I'll take a few cars down there and. And we can, uh, and you can see the racetrack. The uh, racetrack is right next to us, and it's uh, connected by pr- a private road, so you don't have to to worry about having a street legal car. You can you can just hop in your race car if, if that's what you have, and and drive it on the private road over to the racetrack and attend a member driving day. Or one of our, there are 270 events at this track during the course of the year. So there's always yeah. Now they do more than just cars. They've got a two mile road course, a um, four fifths of a mile uh, NASCAR. It's the advanced auto parts. Their entry level uh, series. They've got a music venue and wow. they have a lot of concerts. Um, zombie paintball. If you're into that, <laughs> <laughs> zombie paintball. Yeah, keep your cars in the garage when the paintball guns come out. You know, this is really cool. So the as of uh, since. We're in April now, The um, and obviously my listeners know the shows are recorded before, so for your March grand opening, we will have missed that. However, people can locate you guys via your website, right, and then make a connection and come by and check things out and see what's going on. Will your website also have a calendar of upcoming events and things? Okay. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We, we actually intend for the Cars and Coffee to be an ongoing Thing. So, so even though you will miss the March when uh, there there will 
hopefully be one in uh, in April and May. So, uh, so yes, go to the website uh, dominionlux.com and um, and the calendar will be will be updated. And we'll look forward to seeing some of your listeners at um, at a later Cars and Coffee. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like fun. A fantastic project. And uh, given what's going on with the economy and uh, demographics and people and where you are, you're in a highly populated area. Um, I think there's going to be nothing but success there. Now, Stuart, I always ask my guests about a big challenge, something that in your life or your career that kind of pushed back on you. But this is more about what was the lesson learned so you could come out of it positive. So can you take us on a little bumpy journey, perhaps? Well, uh, yes, yes. So, uh, you know, I mentioned that most of my career had been in multifamily housing, but uh, I I really started out in the uh, office uh, arena, uh, working with high net. We were, I worked for a company that managed uh, the investment, real estate investment portfolios for high net worth individuals. And they were almost all office buildings. And to be perfectly honest with you, Mark, I, I learned to hate the office. Uh, you learned to hate the office. industry. During, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I never really liked going to an office myself. And, uh, and I found out that during uh, this, when was this? This was the late 80s, early 90s. And, oh, uh, okay. and, and, and some tough, tough times uh, uh, in the economy uh, then after the, I guess, 87 recession. Right. So the um, office building business was 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 difficult uh, but but it was also very separate and distinct from the multifamily business at the time at least uh, it makes sense industries have kind of merged a little bit more or at least people companies cross over more now than they uh-huh. did at the time so uh, back to my contacts I, I had all these contacts in the office build, building business and um, anyway went to, went to work for um, uh, we had uh, we were uh, courting a guy who was interested in starting his own uh, real estate uh, portfolio, and after a while, it became clear he was not going to uh, hire, uh, become a client of our firm. He wanted to do it himself. So I thought, well, here's an opportunity to um, go f- see if I can start, basically, start a business from an idea. And so I, I, I did. Went to work for him, and after a while, uh, looking at several investment opportunities in office building, it became clear that he wasn't interested in office industry either. And maybe, maybe my hatred <laughs> rubbed off on him <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah. uh, subliminally. But uh, anyway, he decided he he owned a couple small apartment buildings, and he was just more comfortable with that. So uh, he, we decided that we would get in the multifamily business, and so I. Figuratively, through my Rolodex, if you remember what a Rolodex oh, was, yeah. I, I'm, threw, I'm, threw I'm old enough up. to know what those are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I threw through my uh, commercial office building Rolodex uh, over my left shoulder and and started dialing the phone and. Uh, introducing myself to people in the multifamily industry, starting out saying, hi, you don't know me, but uh, <laughs> we're interested in investing in apartments. And uh, so that was it's certainly a challenge because we had no reputation. Uh, this individual really had, you know, he had been, he'd uh, made his fortune in another industry. So we didn't have any name recognition at all. So so while it was a challenge, um, we uh, we successfully built uh, built a little uh, multifamily business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, that gave me a lot of confidence. 
that I could um, could well we were building a, a business from scratch, but then we layered on the fact that we were building it in a sector of the industry that I really didn't know anything about. So that was uh, that was challenging but rewarding, and with twenty twenty hindsight was was uh, also a, a good move. Well, definitely. And I I heard a couple key things here in your description of all this. One is if you're doing something you're not happy with, don't do it anymore. Find something else to do. Life Life is is too short. And and also take take a chance, go out there and take some of your skill sets from your old career, your old job into the new one. But don't just keep doing what you don't like. It's not a way to go through life. And with time and effort and a lot of hard work, uh, you can build something that uh, is successful, just like Stuart did. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back, we're going to dive into your passion for cars, racing, and all of that. So sit tight, keep the seatbelts on. Cars Yeah is proud to support our veterans, which is why I've teamed up with our nonprofit partner, Tech Force Foundation, through its Veterans at Work Military Transition Campaign. The tech shortage is very real, and our country needs skilled, qualified techs to keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. When so many vets build their skills in maintaining and servicing vehicles when deployed, TechForce helps transition those skills to jobs as professional technicians when they come home. Learn more about TechForce Foundation and its Veterans at Work Military Transition Fund at techforce.org today. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com and use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe to get $10 off. All right, so Stuart, is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a bit of a car guy? I know that I mentioned in your intro that you still have an MG that you acquired when you were in high school. So uh, I think it goes way back. And I, I, I sort of dated back to the, the movie Grand Prix, which was in the late 60s, I think 68 or something like that with uh, James Garner. Uh, it was about the then very exotic world of Formula One racing, you know, primarily in Europe. Um, and my dad took me to see that in Cinerama. I don't know if you know, know a lot of Rolodexes, you might remember of Cinerama. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah. But so I just was, uh, was enthralled by that movie, uh, the exotic locales and, and the, obviously the exotic cars, the Ferraris and, and Dad was was kind of a, a closet car enthusiast. He had always wanted a, a sports car, but never really had the the means to be that impractical sure, uh, yeah. in his early early marriage uh, days. But um, so when I came along, I was the perfect excuse. You were the and excuse, so we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we we bought uh, we we bought a 1960 MGA was my first car and 
And, you know, there's always something to do on that car. And my dad and I did that together. It was a nice. great bonding experience during those often uh, fraught teenage years. Um, sure. So uh, when we started buying and selling um, old British sports cars, primarily MGAs and MGBs, and, you know, we'd fix them up and sell them and thinking, think we were making a, a nice profit. We were probably earning about a buck 25 an hour if that um, <laughs> didn't matter that wasn't the point the, uh, yeah. that was not the point yeah so uh so yeah it, go, it, go, it goes back i've always been been a car in peace and i've always had some you know some uh, uh type of well obviously i've got still got that 59 mga that uh, was my second car yeah um so um that was a, mostly on an mg budget most of my life until until you know we well i was always fascinated with ferraris but uh you know I, I was not quite sure i would ever get there well this is this is a cool story because uh that movie started it it stuck the needle in the arm for many people to start being yeah, car right. fanatics but uh mgs are they're special in my life my dad when i was about five bought a 49 mgtc that's probably what really got me into cars as well oh yeah so uh really fun well let's talk about a really special car in your life. I mentioned it in the beginning, that MGA. Uh, is that your really special vehicle, or is there something maybe since then that you've got, or even something today uh, that makes you really happy? And if you could share a memory about that ride with us. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, certainly the 59 MGA is is a family member. There's, there's Even my wife would admit that she wouldn't sell that. <laughs> um, nice. But, um, but uh, probably a, a more special car, uh, you know, I mentioned that, that, uh, you know, I, I was bitten by the Ferrari bug early on. Um, so when my, in my teenage and twenties, uh, you know, I, I sort of identified the Ferrari 250 GTE, which was a two plus two car that, uh, at least at that point in time was relatively affordable. $5,000 could buy, could buy one back then. I, I distinctly remember that price uh-huh. point. And I thought to myself, someday, Stuart, you might actually have $5,000. So <laughs> so that became my aspirational Ferrari. I, I never dreamed that I could buy, a, you know, at that time, a, the 308 series. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't even allow myself to dream that I could, could spend that kind of money on a car. But I thought $5,000 might, might do it. So that always became my, um, again, aspirational Ferrari. So, but I didn't act on it. You know, I let one or two slip through my fingers, but it was still a, a bit of a stretch uh, at, at those times. And but I, I did finally pull the trigger. Uh, I'm going to say this was in the mid 2000s. Um, I, I just had this sense that if I didn't buy one, then that that the prices might continue to keep getting away from me. And so I bought a '62 250 GTE that was in Paris, France. Wow. Um, and I, I bought it sight unseen, based based on the the description of uh, of the broker. And I was really just looking for a <clears throat> a driver. The proverbial twenty footer uh, would be good enough for me. So, and I thought this car sounded like it it would meet those requirements. Uh, so I bought it. I was busy at work. I didn't really have time to go go look at it. But when it got here finally, um, it turned out it needed an engine. It, you know, it looked about I expected it to look. It was it was presentable, far from perfect, of course. And then, uh, but it, it needed an engine rebuild, so it had had coolant in the oil. So we uh, rebuilt the engine, and 
once that was done, it made everything else look lousy uh, <laughs> by comparison. So the next thing I knew, I, I actually got talked into uh, to it by a local restorer who, who also had a soft spot in his heart for this particular model. So the next thing I knew, we were doing the rotisserie. Uh, oh, the going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, so it was like peeling an onion. You know, there's nowhere to stop. Yeah, so, and you just keep crying uh, as you peel every piece back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, at some point the budget was uh, something that was a memory. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, but anyway, we uh, it, the car turned out wonderful. Um, so... Uh, in a, uh, we won a Platino Award at the uh, Ferrari Club of America and oh. meet uh, a few years back. Um, and um, but but more recently, um, we won our class at the uh, St. Michael's Maryland uh, Concourse de Elegance and um, nice. on on the weekend of my 60th birthday oh. with my awesome. lovely wife of 32 years by my side. So that wow. that was a uh, definitely a special a special moment yeah, for yeah. for me, my wife, and that car. Well, that wonderful Colombo V12, I mean, you can't do any better than that. Yeah. So, And that car is right. is a great gentleman's touring car to head down to the south of France or the Cannes Film Festival is, or yeah. something like that. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Stuart. If you were a vehicle, now this isn't what you want to be because that's easy. This is your own thoughts about yourself, your personality tied into some kind of vehicle, what would Stuart be and why? Well, that's a tough one. I, I think it would be, and I, I say this without having ever driven one of these uh, new, you know, exotic SUVs like a Bentley or, or, you know, Lamborghini SUV. Uh, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm a little bit of a jack of all trades, master of none. I, I have a lot of different interests. I mentioned guitars early on and I, you know, I, I, I work at it, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, only presentable, not, not great. So, uh, and, and, you know, I, I could name a bunch of other things. I'm in, into aviation and, you know, old warbirds and things like that. So, uh, so I think I would be something that is, you know, maybe pretty good at one thing and, but tries to be a lot of other things and maybe doesn't pull it off <laughs> all, all so, that well. So, so what would that be? Well, so like the like when uh, you know, I, I don't even know the names of all of them. But the, for example, Bentley has a big SUV now, and I don't don't even remember the name of Ben. I, I don't even know if I could pronounce the name of it. It, it may be fantastic. I've never driven one, it's but called it, pricey. to me, to me, yeah, to me, a Bentley <laughs> should be a, a you know a stately sedan or or a convertible, not not an SUV. Yeah, you know, if you want an SUV, go, go get a Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, you know, the Bentley is the Bentaya, Bentayga, yeah, Bentayga, whatever, however they say that. Yeah. And of course, right. the Roy, Rolls Royce Cullinan, you know, there's that one. Um, there's all sorts of these cars that are, I don't know, I'm sure they're very nice, but they seem a little silly to me, but for that kind of a vehicle. But, uh, you know, if you can do it or you like it, go for it. That's all I can say. Right, right. Lamborghini, of course, has their version of that kind of vehicle, and again, they they look great. I think theirs is called the Urus. Uh, if I've got yeah, I parked right. right next to one down at I was just down at uh, Palm Beach International Raceway, and I I, I parked right next to one. So. Yeah, yeah, beautiful looking rides and, and fancy. I got to ride in a Cullen Cullen uh, once the the Rolls Royce, and it's like, whoa, this is a nice SUV. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't even bother to ask the price. So uh, 
You're very right, cool. Right. Well, I kind of get where you're going with that. Nice answer. Very, very cool. Okay. Well, we're entering what I call the last lap. This is a bit of a lightning round. Quick questions, quick answers. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits, Stuart, that you believe has contributed to your many successes in life? Well, I always try to make sure I see things through to the finish. Uh, I try not to start anything that that I don't think I can make a success of. Ah, some, some are more successful than others, but you got to see them through to the finish line. Perfect. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Uh, would probably have to be Nicky Lauda uh, because, you know, he, he and James Hunt were having those great, their great battles, you know, in the mid seventies when I was getting my driver's license. And that was really very formative. Uh, you know, years that that really was when I was really defining this passion a little bit right. better. And so, two guys that couldn't be further apart in who they were right. and how they approached their racing. Yeah, very fascinating. Now, when it comes to automotive advice or racing advice, since you like to get out on the track, has someone ever offered you great advice that you've kept in mind? Well, it's probably the best advice that I've heard, uh, not not in the racing per se, but in, in the, the buying and selling of collector cars is sell it as is. Don't, in other words, don't don't spend a bunch of money fixing something up to sell. And I, I'm pretty sure that's great advice, and I've actually never heeded it. So um, <laughs> maybe maybe one day I'll give it a try. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a good advice for sure. Yeah, sell it just as is. You're buying it as is. Yep. Sorry, it's the way it is. Yeah, save right. your money for the yeah. next one. Now, when it comes to great resources, there's so many for us today. I'm going to First, put Dominion Lux Garage Condominiums as a great resource. If you're in the D.C. area, you want to have a place to uh, park your cars, enjoy, hang out, do some fun things. So we'll start with that one. But is there another go-to for you? Maybe it's an app, a website, or someplace you find yourself quite often? Well, the, the, you mentioned the racing several times. I'm I'm a, a member of the Vintage Racer Group, and um, they, that is a great group of uh, people uh, who I think bring the right attitude towards vintage racing. It's a, it's really all about the cars, and as you said earlier, it's also about the people. And the cars are a reason to get together. Uh, but it's there are no trophies. It, it's really about getting the cars out and using them as they are intended to be, but in a safe you know, insane environment. So the Vintage Racer Group is one that we, we're mid-Atlantic focused, but, um, uh, you know, I would say if you're interested in vintage racing, it's a great place to, to go and, and uh, get started. Absolutely. Their website is vrgonline.org. I'll put a link to that on Stuart's show notes page. I was part of the uh, Sovereign Group out here on the West Coast when I was racing vintage cars. These groups are really fantastic if you want to get out and be a race car driver in a real race car, uh, relatively safe. If you are a smart driver, uh, there's no right. there's no bumping and fender rubbing in vintage racing, but uh, it's a wonderful way to get out and have fun. I did it for many years and really, really enjoyed it. Now, how about a book, Stuart? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Uh, yeah, it's not automotive, but it is a, and it's a few years uh, old now, but uh, Educated by Tara Westover is a fantastic book about an incredible journey of a a woman who uh, who grew up uh, in Idaho in a survivalist family uh, that didn't really believe in going to school and things like that, and and it, it, it the book is all about her journey to basically escape that and and get a PhD from Cambridge. Wow! Uh, I just I just found it a riveting book. I mean, I, uh, there were times when I was reading the book and 
you know, even though I knew that she had written the book, I, I thought, how is she going to survive this? So, yes. um, <laughs> yeah. so it was a very, very gripping book. I, I can highly recommend that. Awesome. You know, this is great. And of course, appropriate because last month I featured 23 women on Cars Yet to celebrate Women's History Month. And so that book's not been recommended. So I'll make sure to put a link to that book on Stuart Shono's page. And if you love books, Go to the Cars yeah website under the resources tab. There's a category there called guest recommended books where there's over 1,800 books listed, probably over 2,000 now. I can't keep up, uh, but this educated by Tara Westover sounds like a fascinating read. Cool. We're going to take another short break for our sponsors, and we will be right back for the checkered flag. So sit tight. Did you know that Cars yeah is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership according to Lipson? the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. <laughs> All right, Stuart, we're up to the checkered flag. You've seen this many times being out on the track. Uh, time to put your foot into it. Now, I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today. Anything in the world you want, I'm going to park it in your garage. But as a regular listener, you know there's rules to this game. One is it needs to do a lot of things because it needs to be something that you'll get out and drive. No beauty queens or dust collectors allowed here on Cars Yeah. You can't sell it to fund a bunch of other cars. So whatever you choose, you've got to keep. But here's the hard part. And I'm going to do something special for you is I usually say it's the only collector car you can have. That MG you've had since high school, I'm going to park that in the back. Let's forget about that because I'm figuring yeah, okay. I'm figuring you just go, well, Mark, I already have it, so goodbye. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. this, we want to play a little fantasy game here. So what kind of car am I buying you today, Stuart? Well, that would have to be the cousin to my uh 250 GTE, uh, but the drop dead gorgeous 250 short wheelbase. Uh, uh, yeah. That is that is uh, a car that would certainly check all the boxes. You could drive it to the racetrack. You could put it on the track, and it is uh, one of the most beautiful machines I, in my in my mind yeah. uh, that I've I've ever seen. And uh, and it's uh, it is the one car. I'm not generally a fan of. Uh, recreations of uh of iconic cars you mm-hmm. know there are a lot of that is the one car that i might seriously consider sure. buying a recreation of because I, i'll never be able to afford a, uh, the real thing nowadays oh they're crazy yeah well the folks at gto i've had on this show they build those for people oh yeah 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 they had yeah. a beautiful black one uh, i think it was last year i remember seeing which typically i'm not a black car guy because i just don't like cars that look dirty all the time but the 250 <laughs> the 250 what color do you want yours to be so that i find you the right car well, I would take, I, I'm, I'm not going to be picky. I would take either red or yellow. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, the car looks great in yellow. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, wonderful yeah. car. One of my favorites that Ferrari made for a street and track car. Absolutely. I got to drive one down at Moroso once uh, with a gentleman I met that uh, 
tossed me the keys and said, let's go for a drive. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> well, you didn't have to ask you twice. Huh? No. In fact, that day I got to drive two of them. I went back to the breakers where I was staying. This was during a Cavalino event. There was another guy there with one. And he said, you know, I said, God, I just got to drive one. I was saying my favorite car ever. And he goes, well, now you can say you've driven two in one day. When you come back, give the keys to the valet. I'll be at the bar. And I just looked at him and I went, you don't even know who I am. I may never come back. So, uh, yeah. So I got to drive a red one that day and a silver one. So, uh, very yeah. nice rides. You've taken nice. us on a fun ride today, Stuart. I knew this would be great. I want to thank Tom Gibson for putting us together, Gibson Communications. He brings yes. me so many great guests here. So, Tom, shout out to you. Now, before I let you go, before you drive off down the track in that 250 short wheelbase, what's one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might leave us with? Well, we've actually talked about it a, a, a bit, you know, about, you know, we've had a it's always been a, a, a tough year here, uh, but this is still one of the best countries to uh, to live in, and and the opportunities if you if you you know, find something you're passionate about and you you work hard at it, there's a lot of great opportunities. So, yeah. Yeah, we've touched on that. Do something you love, do it better than most people, and you should have some success. Most definitely. What are the different ways people can learn more about you and this new project? Well, the best way is to go to our website, uh, www.dominionlux.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. I think that's Dominion Lux as well. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the best thing to do would be to come by and meet you down there and show you around and and uh, show you the track and tell you about the Drivers Club and, and uh, see if we can't interest you in a garage because... You know, if you're like me, I'm going to be the first customer. I, I don't know any automotive enthusiasts who who have too much garage space. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've, yet, I've yet I've yet to meet that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool. it's usually even if you don't you don't already have the car that you uh, that, that won't fit in your in your current garage space, you 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 have a list in your mind, right? So right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I always say, you know, if you have to store cars all over the place, why not put all of that capital into one place that you own and then down the road, you or your heirs can sell it and to the next guy or the next gal, whoever needs it. So uh, nice investment opportunity as well. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Stuart, hey, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise. It's been great fun to catch up with you. Next time I get over into your part of the world, I'm going to come by and visit Dominion Alux Condominiums. And have some fun. Maybe we'll go for a ride on the track. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. My pleasure. This has been fun. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!